Welcome to the Crazy Cool Family Podcast with Don and Suzanne Manning. Parents, what if we could give you the power to transform your family into something absolutely amazing? A family where everyone is healthy, gets along, loves Jesus, and has great purpose in life. Hey, let us flip your thinking to unlock the power God has given you to create your own Crazy Cool Family. Hello, parents, and welcome to the Crazy Cool Family Podcast. Don Manning, I don't have Suzanne here today. Instead, I have a very special guest, one of my dear friends for many, many years, the defensive tackle for the Super Bowl champion Dallas Cowboys in what year, Joe, in the Super Bowl? We won in 92, 93, and 95. Yes, man. Three out of four. You were in there for the glory days. uh, (laughs) Bruce Springsteen song. Yeah, (laughs) glory days. (laughs) Chad Hennings, ladies and gentlemen. We're so excited he's here. And we're not going to talk football. We're going to talk family like we do with Crazy Cool Family. Uh, today, I've invited Chad on. Um, he has an incredible story. And I guess, Chad, before we get into that story, I want to kind of uh, frame the podcast a little bit. But just tell us a little bit about your family, where you are, how long you've been married. you got two kids. Tell us about that. Married 32 years. Tammy and I got married when I finished pilot training in the Air Force. Um, 32 years. Wow. <laughs> two kids, Chase and Brenna. What are their ages? They're 28 25. Yeah. Chase will soon be 29 here shortly. Yeah. But um, our kids went to school together. I was your assistant basketball coach <laughs> for our daughter's basketball rec league That's basketball right. team back in the day. Something's wrong with that one. Yeah. Right? You know, but we've, uh, you know, our, our background, when Tammy and I were married, we were in the Air Force for four years and we went and played for the Dallas Cowboys for nine years, stayed in the North Texas region, have been here for the last, you know, for 30 years, yep. since 1992. Now you're in the real estate business and you have your wingman ministries. Wingman Just a little, ministries. little shout out on that. Yeah, thank you for that. No, that's, and, and our whole thing is, you know, the tent making skills of the real estate business, but my passion is men's ministry and discipleship, and that's right. what we do at Wingman. Yep, and does it well. So what's the website on that? We'll get it. Just wingmen.org. Wingmen, M-E-N. M-E-N. Dot org. Yep. Yeah, so we'll, we'll do that at the end as well, but just wanted to put a shout out there for that. Um, so let me frame this podcast a little bit because, parents, I think you're going to absolutely get some a, a lot out of this. And so um, Chad and Tammy, uh, through Chase, Chase had has had, I don't know, had, yeah, I would say an had. autoimmune disease is that illness and yeah. so that put him in a wheelchair basically and re- severely restricted his joint movement things like that i'll let chad go into that a little bit but but what i want to do a lot of times when we have these types of issues we we focus on the issue oh how did we you know overcome this physical but the one i want to frame for you parents is is that we all face major issues in our parenting journey with our kids and it may be with our marriage it could be that we have a we could be have a, we have a kid with a learning disability or we could have um you know two siblings that fight all the time or we may have this relationship problem or it could be a physical issue like chad's gonna talk about but i want to help i want to explore today with chad now you said that the chad's 20 i mean that chase is 28 and brenda's 20 Five. 25. So, oh my goodness. I remember Brenna when she was just a, you know, a little sixth grade girl. Yeah. But, um, uh, but anyway, so now they are two healthy kids. Marriage is good. You know, there, there's, he's, you've built, you've, you're at the, you know, towards the end of the game here of the raising your kids, <clears throat> how to get there and stuff like that. So let's just explore first, like what happened with Chase? Well, I'll just to allude to your point about marriage. It, it was work. It was a battle. Mm, right. We we battled every day. 
you know, to kind of set the story up about Chase, I think it's good that we kind of set some context regarding the marriage eventually, which led, you know, when Chase ultimately got sick. Tammy and I were married, as I said, 1990. Two years, first two years of our marriage, I was deployed overseas, flying missions in the Air Force, um, would readily, readily deploy through the A-10 Warthog to Germany, to Western Europe, every you know a week out of every month and then the gulf mm. war kicks off mm-hmm. so i'm now i'm gone two three months since six months so the first two years of our marriage i'm gone half the time oh wow <clears throat> so we really and we had a long distance relationship going up to that we'd see each other once a month while i was going through pilot training learning to fly jets etc so we never really got a chance to know each other and even when we were first two years of marriage, were, were y'all high school sweethearts? No, we got we met right school? before we uh, before I graduated from the Air Force Academy. Okay, it was literally a dis, it was truly love at first sight. Yeah. It was one of those truly God things. But our armed forces went through reduction in force, which allowed they waived my pilot training commitment, my service academy commitment, not just for me but across the board, which then allowed me to go play for the Dallas Cowboys. Now you talk about those stressors, moving from a foreign country, changing jobs, mm-hmm. trying to to make my way on the Dallas Cowboys, you know, again, I'm gone, going through training Where camp, et cetera. Where does come into the picture? Well, I'll get to this here. We had just won our third Super Bowl in four years. And um, no, I'll take that back. Yeah, we had just won our third Super Bowl in four years. Chase was two and a half. He, we okay. had him after the, the, the first Super Bowl. And um, we're riding high. Uh, you know, Super Bowl win is just, it was a very good time in our lives. And then Chase ended up having a, one of his childhood immunizations, and he ended up having a reaction to the immunization, which mm. caused his body to have this autoimmune reaction. And ultimately, I mean, it tanked where we had, I mean, literally four weeks after we've won the Super Bowl, he gets sick. Oh, wow. And we go from this high, high, high to this time of uncertainty. And what does sick look like? How do you recognize that? Well, sick looked like at, at first point in time, it was high fevers, rash. Mm-hmm. It ultimately continued on for, you know, for days, for weeks. We ended up spending a week in the hospital, poked and prodded, trying to discern what this is going on. We were re- released um, with what they diagnosed as a fever of an unknown origin. They didn't know what was going on. So wow. we had all this uncertainty. And I'm trying to continue down my workouts with going back, getting back in, because we have the month of February off. This mm-hmm. is when he got sick. So I'm going back first part of March, starting to work out, getting back in the groove. And we're going to see doctors. Tammy's shuttling him back and forth. And without, you know, belaboring it too, a lot of the, the background, because we want to get into the parenting piece here. But, Don, this continued for years. Yeah. There were times where, and I'm saying this and from when you my say perspective. For years, what is that? I mean, that Chase, doctor's visit, but what's he doing? Chase what's continued Chase? to get worse and worse and worse. Inflammation in his body ended up. Um, the medical diagnosis was a juvenile rheumatoid, systemic juvenile rheumatoid arthritis. So he's in pain. He's extreme cr- amount of pain. Right. Extreme where he couldn't even have a sheet laid on his body in bed. Yeah. Inflammation. Then he got his body got very emaciated. If if you've looked at pictures of Holocaust survivors out of Auschwitz, mm. out of Birkenau, wherever, he looked like he was a, a Holocaust survivor. That's wow. how emaciated he got. And we traveled all over the country looking. I mean, this is not just weeks, months. This is years. Yes. This is throughout my whole career. Then for the remaining next five years with the Cowboys, and then some. You know, but it and. We can get into a lot of this and we can take this many different directions, but 
Tammy and I, the one thing that we did is we made a commitment that, hey, we're going to stick together. Because wow. we knew the statistics of parents that either had a death of a child or a severe illness of a child, mm -hmm. divorce rates are way north of the norm yeah. of the average. Yeah. And we made a commitment. And, you know, and then for me personally, talking spiritually, and we can take this, again, many different directions, is I came to the point you alluded that now when my son's five, six years old, seven years old, he's gradually got worse to the point where he, he could walk, but then it'd get painful for him to walk and he ended up being in a wheelchair. You're talking about a guy who's, I'm a type A, former fighter pilot, former you can you know, think, you can football do player. I can do it all. Yeah. And now my son can't do anything basically mm. physically. He can't play. He wants to play sports so bad and it's breaking my heart. Right. And I'm sitting here questioning God, God, who are you to, you know, to allow this to happen to right. an innocent child that I cried out, you know, God help me. I, I want to know who you are. How, how can this happen? And it was just that through the Holy Spirit over many years, and it wasn't a snap of your fingers, right. but it was just the revelation to us of who he is that he truly, he loved Chase more than Tammy or I could ever do is that. Is Tammy going, what's, How's Tammy responding to all this? See, here's because she's having to do, go exactly. to those doctor's visits, and you know, and now you have Brenna coming on. So, yeah. so, so she, you got Brenna, which is there's three years in age. So we got an infant going through all the toddler and everything going through with Brenna as well. You know, from my perspective, coming from that um, male background, I had to put my head down. You're you're in that fight or flight. We're in a continue fight mechanism. Mm -hmm get very myopic, you compartmentalize. For me, I had to put a lot of motion aside mm -hmm. that I had to I had to execute. Because I still, you know, having to compete at a high level on the football field. Right. And how do you come home and see your son in agonizing in pain where you're having to make decisions, financial decisions, decisions on your family, be there for your wife. And and I wasn't there emotionally, I don't think, for her. We mm -hmm. struggled with that. I we had to figure it out because I'm trying to survive myself. Right. She's doing the same thing as God created men and women differently. You know, she's more emotional. She takes mm -hmm. on the burden of the, the of her child. This is her baby, and she's hauling him all over. You know, we and, and we were in survival nothing's mode. Working Nothing is working. It's yeah. we did not have any good news. Yeah, there are times of reprieve where mm -hmm. he would be a little better, but we rejoice just in his ability if he could make it to school that right. day without being in pain. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, we learned a lot from Chase just with the tenacity, his grit, his determination, where he wanted to be there with his friends. And I'm sitting here thinking, you know, I've been through training camp. I've been through basic training. You know, I've flown missions in combat, but nothing compared to the grit and determination every that he did. Every day he's got to do it. Every day. Every day. Yeah. So it's... Um, and so I think it's interesting to explore a little bit because so often, like you're saying, that when there's issues with our children, it affects our marriage. And it affects, well, it affects two things. One, our relationship with God, it also affects our marriage. And, and, and it even affects our um, sense of worth and our identity ourselves. And so as you guys are walking through that, um, tell me a little bit about how, you know, you said you kind of suppress some of that emotion because if you, you know, and you were more focused, the type A is trying to fix everything. She's more emotional. What's that doing to your relationship with God and to your relationship with each other? You know, a lot of it, we were seeking healing from God. We were just seeking, a, you know, something that, God, you can fix this. And we went through the whole um, theological 
range mm-hmm. of traditional liturgical churches to charismatic churches just trying to seek answers and who God is mm-hmm. as as our creator and our heavenly father and we've been through the gamut and we've learned through trial and error I guess and through God revealing to us you know who he truly is and what it what it means you know to live a life in his kingdom today so you know that relationship we was were there, always was strong. like a breakthrough moment that you had that I mean or you know I think parents are you know in the middle of things are always going you know where am I who am I all that or was it just a, it's one day you look up and over time you had know more of who God is or was there you, you know, know I think it came to a point where somebody had revealed to us it's like okay who are we seeking are we seeking God for just the miracle or are we seeking God for who God is mm. in spite because we you you read through through Jonah you read through different examples of the Bible of, of persecution and you know John 16 in this world you will have trial right. tribulation right. troubles but take heart for I have overcome the world that right. You know, in the midst of all this stress that we're not to live in fear, we're not to be anxious. And that's where, unless you've gone through it, I can preach to you all and to my kids and to others all day long of how to deal with stress and anxiety. Mm-hmm. But until you go through it and you have to be able to deal with it, how you deal with it, because mm-hmm. stress is stress can be stress is needful. We all need stress in our lives, but right. how you deal with stress, mm-hmm. how much of that burden do you carry? How much do you give to him? And I got to the point for myself personally, and I think Tammy too, is where it says, you know, God, I can't do it. I, you have to take this burden off of me. Right. You know, it may not relieving the burden, like Paul, remove the thorn from my side. I prayed mm-hmm. it three times, but he said, my grace is sufficient for you. Yeah. I came to kind of to that point where, yeah, hey, my God. My power is made perfect in weakness. In weakness. Remember that? Yeah. In weakness. Yeah. And that's where I, you know, changed my perspective on my goals, my aspirations, what I thought I wanted for my children. I wanted my son to be the football player, to follow my footsteps, be a fighter pilot, do, you know, do those yeah. things where we couldn't. Now he had to look for other aspirations. Okay, who did God, who did you create Chase to be? I know, God, it wasn't your will per se that, that Chase is sick and that he right. has to go through this. But all things can work for the good for those who love him and are called according to his purpose. Yeah, I think that's, um, is there a time you can remember? I think this is so cool because I think that, okay, in this case, Chase had an autoimmune disorder that caused this or whatever, but so often, you know, our kids don't live up to, quote unquote, live up to our expectations. We want, you know, in this case, you wanted to be a fighter pilot. You wanted to be a football player. You wanted to be an athlete, whatever those things are. But at some point you go, you know what? That's not who God made my kid to be. Did you, did you was, again, was there a point in time that you said, that that was a big revelation for you or did just over time, how did you come to that realization? Because what you just said was, I had to figure out what, where God, what was best for Chase? You know, how did you come to that conclusion? And it was one of those things is, is that we, I couldn't control the outcome, right? This was the first thing in my life based on my abilities. I couldn't control an outcome, but the one thing that I could control is who chases his character, his integrity, right? His identity, right? The filter in which he views the world. For me, that's, you know, living quote unquote excellence is just that your identity plus living every day to be your best self through your character, your integrity, being humble, being courageous, listening to others, you know, being truthful, being honest. Mm -hmm. Those things I can teach. Right. 
And whatever he does, it doesn't matter what you do. I is, mean, is the pain start as he gets older? Is the pain starting to get less? Is the it, pain is less. You know, he's so you're trying to figure that, you, and you start to find treatments. So as he's get, let's say he's 10, 11, 12, 13, 14 years old. You're teaching him the character. I get that, but also, do you, do you, what interest did you find? How did you adjust from my kid's not going to be an athlete to what did he get interested in? Well, he that's what just it. I would. What do you what? I would try to meet him where he is at, whether that was being video games. I'm not a video gamer, but right. you know, he started to get into video games. He started to like, he wanted the fishing. Yeah. He, he likes, we got into guns, marksmanship, chase the heck of a shot. Really? You know, so we started to get into stuff like that. And it was just, how'd you try figure out him. what it was that he wanted to do? Just, did you just, well, just ask him. I mean, yeah. saw where his interests lie. You know, what do you, what do you like? You but know, I want, but I want to stop down there for a second because so often as parents, I want to, this is very, there's two things you've said that I want to, to just make sure that everyone hears is, is that one, you focused on his character, at th- even though he may not have been, you know, because of the disease, he, he may not have been everything from a physical standpoint, we can always go back to the character. And also, how do you figure out what your kid likes? You just said, you just ask him. And and you start and and you you said it flippantly almost that it was like easy, but I mean that's not easy for everybody. And you, yeah. I mean, and so it wasn't flippantly, but it was more like you know it was like a, oh it was just we just ask and it seems simple, but it's not. You were going through a lot there to figure out how to connect with your child. Yeah, and called a God thing, and that was the one thing that I think that you know, looking back that we are so grateful for is that we spent the time with our kids having conversations, conversations over the dinner table, over Mm -hmm. the breakfast table, you know, over just eating where they would hear Tammy and I talk about world events, politics, theology, just issues, working out our own issues as a husband and a wife. Your relationship with God. We were totally transparent with them. They they would Mm -hmm. see that and then they, we would engage them into the conversation. What do you think? Right. You know, and, and that's, you know, Tammy and I, we came to the realization that our jobs or parents aren't to fix our every kid's issue. Our job as parents are to raise independent, right. critical thinking adults that love the Lord. You guys should have written a book, Crazy Cool Family. <laughs> <laughs> I know. This is why this is that sacred echo, Don. And yeah. I appreciate what you and, and Suzanne yeah. do in your ministry yeah. is because you're right. We do take a lot of things for granted that, you know, we go through, but it's, it's, it's not rocket science, but it's not obvious to everybody. Well, and it feels like, you know, in terms of a football analogy, I, I tell dads all the time, especially, it's blocking and tackling. You know, you're just every day at that dinner table. Your, your, your purpose is, so often our purpose at the dinner table is to lecture our kids or to tell them what they're doing wrong or to worry about them or whatever it is. It sounds like your dinner table was, hey, you know, let's share our lives together and what do you think about that? Right. Yeah, and and that's where the parenting. It's not that one hour lecture that you give once a week. <laughs> to your point, it's it's right. the mundane, it's the everyday, it's the grind, and it's just living the life. That's what what makes the difference. And that isn't that the Christian walk. Right. I mean, yeah, we don't good. have those mountaintop experiences, right. the mountain of transfiguration every day. God says those are few and far between. Those are moments for enlightenment. Yeah. The grind is getting down in the valley and slogging it out. Okay, so I have a couple of questions I want to go down. This is so cool because I just feel like that you guys are, are 
just practicing, you've practiced, I should say, and again, continue to practice. Parenting never stops. You know, you're practicing what our, what we tell parents and what our book says, what Basecamp says, what everything says about, it's about relationship, it's about connection. And so let me, let me go down a couple of rabbit trails here with you. So Chase, how do you instill, Chase a super confident kid. He's super engaging. I, I, I see him all the time. I don't know him well, but I just, every time I see him, he just, you know, I've met with him a few times. It is, he was exploring some business opportunities and things. What do you feel like you took a kid that for could have been, okay, got a Super Bowl, three-time Super Bowl champion dad who's six, how much, how tall are you? Six, six, yeah. So six, six, just, a, you know, and he's in a wheelchair, could feel so discomfident, unconfident, whatever that word is, lack of, you know, but yet you've created a confident young man. How, how do you feel like, and I know some of it is what we just talked about, but specifically, what did you feel like you did to help him feel good about himself and feel good about his identity in Christ? That his dad loved him. I told him often. Mm -hmm. I would hug him. I would, you know, take him places where we could to talk to other guys, you know, my teammates, you know, to have him included, to be a part of it, to have experiences yeah. like every other kid would have. But the confidence I think that our children get from us, and I've asked my kids about this, what what was it? And they said, you know, we knew we were secure, mm -hmm. that you loved us unconditionally. I mean, I, I, every time I leave the house, I hug my kids. You know, they're no longer living in the house with us. Right. We're empty nesters. But I hug my wife. And every time we leave, hug my wife. Love you. you. You know, it's there. And it was when kids know that they are secure, when we know that we're our Heavenly Father loves mm -hmm. us, when we can grasp that, that's where we get our confidence from. That's where we get our identity and our, and our truly who we are as people from the Father. Right. And that we know that we are loved. And I think, again, it's... It's not that ornate thing that you have to, it's the, just the little things in life. You know, hey, I love you, I'm proud of you. Right. You know, and I read a book several years ago that had an impact on me. It was a book written by Carol Dweck called Mindset. Mm -hmm. And it talked about two Who was the Who's the author? Carol Dweck, D-W-E-C-K. Mindset. Mindset. Mm -hmm. And it said there's two types of mindset, a growth mindset, and a fixed mindset. Growth mindset, hey, I may not be the best at this, but I can work at it and I can improve. Fixed mindset basically says, I'm as good as I'm gonna be. If I can't get it on the first time, you know, I'm done. Right. You know, we all have, I think have a tendency to be both. But they talked about this in the book is how you communicate with your kids. Mm -hmm. A fixed mindset would be, you know, you're the you're so smart. You're so honey. You're so beautiful. Right. You're so athletic. You're the best in the basketball court, whatever. Mm -hmm. But when that kid then comes up against somebody that's prettier, that's smarter, that's a better athlete, they go, what does that mean? I I thought I was supposed to be the best. Right. Fixed mindset. But right. what you how you talk to them is, you know what? That A you got on your test. I'm so proud of how hard you worked to accomplish that. Right. Your ba basketball skills, I'm so proud every day how you practice. You mm -hmm. just do the little things and right. you're better than you were yesterday. You're better. You know, yeah. it praise the work ethic. Right. Praise the, you know, the the struggle. That's the difference. And that's how I try to communicate with my kids. Right, right. Is to instill in them that, hey, you're never going to be there. That living excellence, it's a day-to-day. -day. What can I do today to get better? How can I be right. my best self today? Well, and I love this because... Um, you know, 
we, we teach parents all the time is that parenting is a game that everyone can win. And, and I, I love this, and I, w- I want to get into Brenna in just a second. Yeah. But, but uh, what I want to point, you know, stop down on here is this, I want you to see parents that, you know, Chad has a child with an autoimmune illness so that physically, you know, it's totally opposite of your life. You, everything physically you've tried to do, you've done and, and exceeded, you know, at the top level of, of life. And yet you were able to take a child who physically was incapable of a lot of things and instill confidence in them. I think that applies to parents in so many ways, because so often, you know, especially in our society that we run in, you know, moms and dads are achievers. They are doing well. And maybe, you know, and and children are just kids. I mean, sometimes they're lazy or sometimes they're. But how do you take this kid and you instill that confidence in him? And it's just that drip process. Exactly. And. I want people, parents to realize that we didn't get this right. This is through a lot of trial and error. Mm-hmm. This is through a lot of mistakes that were made. But the thing about it, we would apologize to our kids. You know what, Chase, mm-hmm. Brenna, I, mom and dad, we messed up. Yeah. You know, I'm sorry. I, I shouldn't have said that. I will correct that. You know, and that, that aspect of humility um, is also very important. And, and again, it's, but it's over time. And again, we're talking 28 years of Chase's life that we've learned a lot of these lessons. Yeah, so. we talk about our parenting in decades. Like the first decade was pretty sad in so many ways. And then our second decade, we learned a lot, kind of started the principles that we have here. And it's almost like the third decade we started. Maybe God gave us seven kids for that reason, you know, because we needed to learn a lot. But let's talk about, I love, you know, you've mentioned Brenna a lot, and she is just a delightful young lady uh, about to get married. About to get married, yes, yeah. Yes, is that right? Yes. Yeah, so that's what I was thinking, that she's engaged now. And yes. In the, yeah. So, um how did you so so often when parents have major issues with their child over years as this happened the other child feels neglected or you know like for example we we've dealt with our kids with having seven kids sometimes they've said you know sometimes we didn't feel like we we feel like we were you know fifth on the list or whatever and so what whatever that issue is how did y'all deal with Brenna and how did you um, make time for her especially in the early years of her life and things so tell us about that a little bit we're very fortunate in the fact that I think Brenna, God created her to have a very empathetic heart that she mm. saw, you know, as a young girl, the pain that Chase would go through and a lot of the having to go, the struggles that he had to live with on a day-to-day basis gave her a strong sense of empathy and a strong sense of care and wanting to help. And they played. I mean, they were like each other's best friends when they were when they when were they're three years apart. Yeah, mm-hmm. and they mm-hmm. they, you know, she doted on her big brother. I mean, her big brother was her best friend when she was a little girl. And but Tammy, I mean, we both, again, the same things that we did with Chase was with her as verbally told her, you know, we love you, mm-hmm. you know, physical affection, you know, just the encouragement, concentrating on her identity, concentrating on who. God created her to be her character, and um, you know, give a majority of the credit to my wife because I was, you know, doing the work thing and right. being home to establish <clears throat> chaos. If I would had to come home to that, but no, she, Tammy did a phenomenal job of just exemplifying love and care and nurturing. And you know, they have still today have the moments, but they always 
come back, right. you know, reconcile, and it's they know that they're loved. And so, when is there anything you can think of as you were going through those, you know, those, I guess the first decade and two, as as Brenna's getting, you know, um, uh, older, and uh, you know, Chase is still a lot of attention needs to be paid to Chase because of the doctors and everything. That, and I guess over time, did the doctor visits become less, less and less? Started, yeah, they did. But it's it was, you know, for her again, just nature versus nurture. She became a very independent mm-hmm. individual, yeah. very resourceful. She, um, you know, as she grew in her teens, Tim would rely on her to kind of plan certain things. So we gave her more responsibility in certain areas that I think, you know, I'd be curious if talking about Brenna today, if she, I've never really asked her, did you feel that you were neglected during this time? And I, I honestly think that she would say no. Yeah, that's awesome. And, and, and it just goes to show your parents that it's, it's, you know, and you guys were dealing with a, a very difficult issue that took a lot of time, but yet, you know, again, it, it doesn't take, you know, so, so often parents thinks it takes a lot of time. It, it does in some ways, but really it's a matter of, what you're doing you know it, what I hear you say is that you know you just spent time with her encouraging her telling her who she was uh, telling her that she could do it you know encouraging the right things and it's amazing when parents start to do that how kids just take off and they and, and it's interesting you said that she became independent you know th- through her I, I picture that I picture that with it happened with my kids too that as you invest in them and establish their identity, they start over those middle school and teenage years to start to do life on their own. And that, isn't that what we want? That's what we want. Yeah. yeah. Isn't that the goal? That is the goal. You know, and, and I want to say one thing, you know, in all transparency, too, that you know, making me out to be this great guy here. But you are. Don, there were so many times, <laughs> though, that as a dad, that I was home physically, but I wasn't there emotionally. Right. I'm either th- was thinking about when I was in the Cowboys, you know, the next, if I had a game, you know, the next, next practice, the next game, what that was going to be like, or in business that I'm home physically, but I wasn't there emotionally for Tammy, you know, in right. support and, or for my kids. And, and that's where, that's my biggest regret. Well, and that's that type back. A coming out too, because you get super focused and it's very hard to go, you know, back and forth in, and home as Tammy's kind of running the home. So, yeah. you know, you're just a participant type thing, you know, in some ways. And, and you, but over time, did you feel like that you became more involved in that? Yeah. And, and I think learned? when I, I learned, yeah. yeah. And where it became, I became more realization of this whole process that I can't control the outcome that, you know, I guess we alluded to earlier that I had to give, open up the hand, open up the kimono and say, God, you, you got to lead where I became more at peace with myself yeah. and, and with that. And, and, and that's just a spiritual that walk. Part of that is, um, you know, you guys have, we've been at church together for many, many years, as well as we were, we were at school together in the private school for many years, but really church longer. And isn't that, isn't that part of your process too, that, you know, every Sunday and, and you know, Chad Hennings is the guy who at the 11 o'clock service 
for gosh for about 50 years has been the greeter there and so you've got this six six guy that you see everyone you always know that everything's stable because chad's there chad's there are you still doing that yeah no we took a break after yeah for a little while well but you did it for many 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 years years, and so you've been just involved in the church just that dripping of content you know into your life Uh, you know our church is a very uh, strong church on identity and and life and relationship with God and so that w- was that part of your change process of just oh, being sure. involved with the church and, and, and being involved with the church and and submitting to you know to others you know in your circle or in your sphere of influence your relationships that it's it's the body of Christ right. I mean we can't just be the thumb the right bicep I mean we need every other organ and every other part and limb of the body to, to function and to be healthy. And I know what I do well. And that's a big thing too, as, as parents, we need to be self-aware and totally honest and transparent with ourselves and with each other as parents. Mm-hmm. There's certain things that we need to work on always. And there's certain, we have certain strengths and weaknesses, yeah. you know, get your strength stronger, limit yeah. your weaknesses. And I had to learn to do that. I'm still learning to do that. Right. You know, every day. Yeah. Hey, as we um, as we kind of start to land the plane a little bit, I want to explore marriage. And so, you know, so we've talked about so much about, you know, um, how this helped you come to the end of your rope with God and started to learn who God is. And and really, I love the idea that, you know, I, I hear this a lot with physical illnesses, exploring the gamut of healing and where God fits and, and all that stuff. And then I love it that we, you know, explored with Brenna because I think so often we, you know, it's family is all of our kids, you know, and, and a lot of times these stories tend to focus on the one relationship or the one kid, but we actually have, you have a couple kids there. And so how, how, and even those relationship dynamics, let's talk about the marriage. So you talked about at first the, how, you know, it was a struggle at first, but how has your marriage evolved as you've gone through this with Chase and with Brenna too? You know, I think we're coming to the point now as empty nest. We've making that transition just within the last couple of years where the kids have moved out of the house. You know, they've gotten their own homes. They're doing their own Got to see if you like each other. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, it's like, who are you? Yeah. And, and as I alluded, for us in our earlier part of our marriage, we never really had that time. We didn't have a long courtship. Mm-hmm. We weren't spending a lot of time together. So in essence, we're getting to know each other. Yeah again where we're spending time and we're starting to find that you know we actually like each other no yeah, just exactly kidding. i know you know yeah. you know what that is well and, and you're sounds like you're very different oh we are but you know we're very much alike but we're very different i mean just how we communicate how we process mm-hmm. information how much information we need to make decisions and it's you know because we think about it's always I, that's why i alluded to self-awareness we have to be very careful about trap that trap about is our perception reality. Right. There's always two sides, two different viewpoints, and it's where you can honestly listen, not just hear, but listen to the other person's mm-hmm. point of view to think, okay, kind of chew on it, twist it, is, is that right? And then be able to communicate where, with grace, where you're not trying to win a debate or win an argument. That's, again, that's, yeah. Tammy and I are both that way, where we, right. we want, we're competitive in right. that regard. You see things my way, but it's like, you know, not always 
my way or not always her way is the right way. Well, and we kind of we think about where your marriage is now, 32 years later, in that first decade, going through it with, you know, with, first of all, being apart. Second, you know, you were intense job, to say the least. And then also dealing with the chase deal. What was that marriage like in that time? And, and you know, and what did you do that helped to further it versus let it go in the ditch? Well, it, the marriage, it was, it was survival. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was literally survival. We, um, there's no other way to basically say it. And, and the thing about it, we made that commitment early on that, you know, we're sticking together. We, right. we made a commitment before God. Divorce is never an option. Yep. So we're going to have to figure this out. Yep. You know, and we've done different, um, you know, for, we haven't done probably enough, but we've, you know, different devotionals, different retreats, you know, just to, stimulating conversation to have those conversations to go over topics that may be difficult. Yeah. And to learn to forgive and learn to move on. And it's it's a continual process. Yep. Do you feel like that um, that each over those seasons, like once Chase got, when you got into your second decade of marriage, let's say, what was different about that as you proceeded through? Because sometimes we see a lot of parents that they kind of go in the ditch in that first five to 10 years and they, you know, then they're building out of it maybe, or it continues down the path of, so if you, if you look at kind of your marriage in the, in that, and as you went through this issue with Chase and, and as Brenda comes along and things, um, can you think of times that you're like, oh, wow, this is, you know, like, um, this is where we broke through, or this is where, you know, I love it. Like in the first decade, it's like, you're almost like, okay, we got to survive. What about in the second decade when you went through it? You know, it, I think it, it wasn't, we never had that aha moment. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of people have that salvation moment where they, they know when they accepted God. But, right. You know, when I grew up in the church, it was always, it's been a gradual movement towards revelation of God. And I think our marriage was much that same way. It wasn't necessarily an aha moment where we figured it out. It's grind, 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 mm-hmm. grind. And I probably should use a different adjective <laughs> there. Grind, grind, grind. But then you look back and you take a self an analysis of look at all that we've accomplished look at how much close we are look at all the things that we've been able to do then you can appreciate that yeah in that when you're in the heat of the battle you're oblivious to it your your view is very myopic you got your head down yeah but then when you look back you think wow look at all that we've been able to do and you know that that has become a common theme of this conversation is just um it's just the steadiness. You know, we talk about it, how when people go into base camp, they tend to, you know, our, our membership site, they, they might just look at some videos and then go on. It's like really when it really works is when you keep putting that content in and letting it drip into you. The same thing happens with your actions when you're dripping, just, just that steady progress. And I will say one thing I add on to that. The thing about true transformation for mm-hmm. anybody, whether it's personal or relational, you've got to apply it. Mm-hmm. You got to do it. You got to demonstrate it, because I know when you. It's one thing when I read content, right? Or you absorb content. You're teaching in a class, but for you, when you can actually apply it to your marriage, or right. when you have to teach it, that's where yeah. you really know it. Yeah, right? absolutely. But I, I, every t- one of the things I talk to my kids about this is that there's going to come a time where you hear from Tammy and I about right, wrong. This is how to act. This is how you react. This is how you think through this process. But when you're away from us, you're going to have to own it. Yeah, it's so when good. When you own yeah. it, yeah. that's when you truly know that you've yeah. arrived. Yeah. 
And that's the thing is you can absorb all this content, but do you own it? Yeah, and I promise you parents, I did not coach him to say all these things because this is everything we're teaching you parents. Is I just, as we, as we land this plane, I just wanna, there's so, you know, uh, honestly, I am learning things about Chad and his family as we are talking here because, you know, we, we've talked, but in some ways not in the depth that we're talking here as we explore, you know, the years and the decades that happen with family. But, man, there's just, you know, I want to kind of wrap it up with, hey, everybody can win this game. You know, uh, Chad and Tammy, uh, yes, he's got a great pedigree, you know, Air Force pilot and Super Bowl champion and, and all that stuff, but... They're real people that had to go through a, some real issues and, and, and in so many ways, so many people that have been through what they have been through, their marriage is, is cratered, you know, versus being healthy. Their kids have, you know, you know not been the kids that, that Chase and, and Brenna are. And, and what I want to point out to your parents is that it's about that Chad... And, and Tammy focused on some things that were really important. They focused on the dinner table. They focused on, they were in the same church for how long? For decades, you know. They have, you know, done the same things over and over again. And when that happens, we see it over and over again that great families happen because God's in it. They've pursued their relationship with God for years and years and years. They pursued their marriage. You know, no big epiphany, not like, but, you know, just steady, steady progress. Would you say that, am I, am I summarizing that good? Perfect. Yeah. And Perfect. so I am so, uh, I, I want to just, I hope this has been inspiring to you. You know, so many of our parents are where you were at year five, at year eight, at year 13. They've got, and, and parents, if you're facing an issue that it may not be an autoimmune disease. It may be, or illness, it may be that, uh, you know, your kid has a learning disability, or it could be that, you know, your siblings are fighting like your kids are fighting each other like crazy, and you, or you have this relationship issue with your 13-year-old that seems like it's always going to be horrible. There's hope. Always. There's, there's hope. There's hope for you, and the hope is in your identity in Christ, you know, I look at you, Chad, and say that you've just spent your life going deeper and deeper with the Lord, and that is, and out of that comes that forgiveness you're talking about, right? I mean, yep. And I just think that parents, I just want to, I want, I hope this story inspires you and is is encouraging to you that hey, no matter what season you're in, there's always hope. Hope is a person. His name is Jesus. And he is there for you. And, and as you move your family down that path, you're going to see that hope become the realization of that hope, I guess. And we're in, in reality, this is where, so when, Chad, you look at today, and I guess as you look at it, you know, 32 years later, is it worth it? Oh, amen. I mean, amen. Is it worth it? And, and what, what do you feel like when you look at your family today? What do you, what do you see and feel? I, that's my legacy. It's not fighter pilot. It's not the Super Bowls. My legacy is, is my relationship with Tammy and my, my kids and eventually my grandkids. That's what I'm spending the time and putting the time and effort. All this other stuff is periphery. Right. That, so I, I rejoice. You know, and I look at, and what for me, it brings me more joy is when, when you compliment my kids. Mm -hmm. They're good kids, kids of character, kids of quality. That to me means more than anything else in my well, and, life. Well, isn't it interesting, especially to, to moms and dads, that 
this is a guy who's won three Super Bowls. This is a guy who served his country. You know, this is a guy, there's a lot of, you know, when you look at accomplishments, there's a lot that you could hang your hat on. You're not, you're, you know, you're, well, in, in, in the NFL for nine years. I mean, had a great college career. I mean, there's so many things you could uh, hang your hat on, and yet family is what comes to mind. The family is what's most important. You know, I, I tell parents all the time is that, you know, family is the best thing I've ever done in my life. And so, and, and it's, it's so cool. That's why we call it crazy cool family, not because we want to be cool like we're hip, because when, you, when your family's working, it's the coolest thing that ever happens other Amen. than your salvation. So, so again, thanks for coming. Don, appreciate it. Yeah, it's been awesome. And so we will um, now, uh, wingman, wingmen.org. Yep. And is that the best place to go for men? And tell yep. they, they, there are small groups. Tell us a little bit about how wingman works. It's what it is, is it's we have small groups that get together either virtually online or, or face to face. And you, by wingman.org, it'll walk through the process. Many times men are so afraid of, do I have to lead a small group? Oh my gosh, I, I can't. But it's not, you don't have to lead, you facilitate. Yeah. It's just providing a place, a location. We have resources that you can go so through. So can men join a group through that they as well? They can join a group yeah. if there's one in your local area. If not, there's virtual opportunities. Yeah. And if not that, hey, we have training that can help walk you through and, and find another it. friend and yeah. you're off and running. So, and men, but just the, the relationship and the camaraderie that happens when I was just in my men's group, at, at our circles group at our church, and we were all confessing what, you know, the, the pastor challenged us, where's God leading and, and what can we do? And so helpful. And so, and like you say, if you lead one, facilitate one, you have to learn how to do even more, which helps you be a better. And so, again, thanks for coming in. Wingman.wingman.org. We'll put that in the show notes as well. And so, just encourage you to invite Chad's ministry into your life, into your church, and um, and just be inspired about family. So, as always, go be crazy parents. CrazyCoolFamily.com. <laughs>